Welcome to the Live Lucky Podcast, where we discuss the lucky strategies that bridge the gap between who you are and who you want to be. I'm your host, Blake Suzellis. Get ready to face the worst of yourself, shift your perspectives, deepen your love, and broaden your wisdom to live and lead others in a lucky life. Welcome back to part two of our Hall of Mirrors series here, where we're doing five series um, podcast on different ways that our life reflects aspects of ourself. So today, our focus is going to be on how does food reflect or mirror our mindset? And then the next few to just look forward to here in the next part of the series is how does listening reflect our behaviors, how does money reflect our heart, and how does death reflect our future. So check out the first one yesterday, uh, which we discussed, how does your home reflect your relationships. But anyway, let's dig in to how does food act as a reflection of the mind or, or mindsets. And again, coming back to this idea uh, that we talked about a little bit yesterday, that everything is relationship. Okay, and so when we're looking at food, as strange as it sounds, just like yesterday we were talking about our home and having a relationship with our home, you also have a relationship with food. And it's so interesting because growing up in the health food industry and then running a health food store for almost a dozen years, um, it really influenced the way I related with food. You know, I ever I saw every single fad diet come through the health food store, and admittedly, I tried so many of them. Um, you know, whether I mean, just all over the board. You know, because I had this core belief, and again, like we've talked about, our beliefs influence our emotions, our emotions influence our behaviors and how we relate. So I had this core belief that diet could heal everything. So. If I just ate perfect enough, then I would be perfectly healed, right? And and you guys, if you've heard my story, you know, I was born with a birth defect, and so that has affected me all of my life um, in certain aspects. And so I thought, well, if I just eat perfectly, then I'm never going to have any issues with my gut. Not only that, working in the health food store, I also felt as though I couldn't be a hypocrite. So I had to eat just this perfect way um, to, that really led to the point of even avoiding hanging out with people, going to different parties. I mean, getting super anxious anytime we started to have family meals because it's like, okay. You know, we've got to not only make a perfect meal, we also have to eat perfectly in this perfect diet. Um, so for some of you who are familiar with this type of a relationship with food, uh, it's called orthorexia. <laughs> yeah, it's an eating disorder. Not helpful. Um, but now, how does this, in terms of our relationship with food, you know, kind of using my story as an example... How does that reflect about our mindset? So what was that mindset that I had about food? It was a very perfectionistic mindset, right? Very black and white. I mean, there was only one right food to eat, 
and everything else was wrong. You know, there was only certain foods that were good and everything else was bad. You know, it was a very, very stressful way of living life and, and, and again, a very stressful relationship with food because I had to be in control of everything. I had to be perfect, you know, and when we find ourselves in that type of a rigid um, situation, I mean, it's just miserable because, again, if we're just off a little bit, then that reflects not only how the feeling out of control feels, which is overwhelmed and stressed out, but it also uh, oftentimes reflects how we view our own value. And so anyway, the mindset that this particular relationship with food reflects is, again, very perfectionistic. There's a, a big lack of trust because, again, there we we don't have a control control of everything right and so we end up being not only critical of ourselves because of the way we have a relationship with food in terms of it's either right or it's wrong so then we start judging other people on the way they're eating it's either you're eating a good and healthy food or you're eating a bad and junk food and so this tends to leak out into other aspects of our lives and relationships um, and just feeling like we need to control everything. But with certain things, if we're only doing it with food, because we do actually feel out of control of everything else in our lives, this is where we can go to that point of using food as a way to control the internal feelings of life. And these are what we call eating disorders, right? And, and like I said, I have experienced that uh, in, in the way of orthorexia. Um, and again, I wouldn't suggest that route. It takes us down a really bad path, right? And so, but r recognizing perfectionism is another aspect, or you can see that as another reflection of an eating disorder. But it could be seen in different aspects of life, how you are trying to control everything about it and be perfect exactly about it and which increases our stress and you know so so anyway you can see how this might be a reflection of our mindset our relationship with food in this way um, now like I said we can go down and look at food and relationship with food I mean I've literally took an entire college course on understanding the relationship with food but we're only going to look at a couple aspects of it today uh, the second one I really want to focus on is this idea of using food and that relationship to cope in a different way, right? And so, I mean, truth is, I really do enjoy eating food. And, and in the past, I would say, oh, I love food, right? Like, I'm a foodie, you know, um, because of the feeling that it gives you, you know? And so we use it as a way to kind of get us through, right? So if we're not feeling how we want to feel, we go to food to try to bring us that feeling, br bring up that feeling for us, whether that's happiness or whatever it might be, or maybe it's to just mask the pain that you're experiencing in other areas of your life. So what does this sound like? Yeah, an addiction, right? It's something that we're using to mask or cope 
with different aspects of our life. And so that relationship with your food and the way that you're using it to cope with life, it may reflect other different ways that you're using that particular strategy in other areas of your life, you know, um, and just looking how potential addictions have kind of crept in and crept in in certain ways. Um, so last year after my surgery, uh, I, I know I shared with you guys in my story, I was in a pretty bad place, you know, and my relationship with food was out of control. In a, It was kind of going back to that orthorexia kind of a mindset where it was like I had to eat at a certain time and a certain way and the certain foods. And um, I just kind of felt all of that anxiety and everything kind of coming back because it was, you know, at the, that point before the surgery, I mean, you know, I'm 6'1". At that point, I was 130 pounds going into the surgery. And so afterwards, and now, you know, I'm in a much more healthy way to 165. Um, and so obviously eating, you know, helped me to get to this place of, of being in a healthier spot weight-wise. Um, but the way, the journey to get here, uh, it was a bumpy ride and, and really had to reevaluate my relationship with food. And so if you think that, you know, this is a one-and-done type of thing, I mean, then you don't understand relationships, <laughs> right? That's something that we have to reevaluate, relearn from, and grow through sometimes over and over and over. And that's okay, right? That is okay as long as we're recognizing it and taking that step to work through it. That's the beauty of the journey, okay? So what I would like to invite you into is more of a gratefulness for food, an interdependence, an interdependent relationship with food. It's this idea, and again, I'm using last time, the, the last episode we talked about our homes, this time we're talking about food, because these are things that we definitely need for survival. Um, but we don't need certain particular foods or certain particular things. We need food in general, but we don't want to live for food. Okay, and I guess that's really what I want to get to. Um, so, like I said, we could go way down different avenues and talking about food and diets. And, you know, I'm not saying that there's certain foods that aren't going to affect you. And I, I think we'll end up doing a podcast on some of that uh, later. And I'm not here to tell you what to eat or how to eat. I will invite you into listening to your body, you know. Once I started to listen to my body after the surgery and not being so regimented and rigid and uh, controlling and just started listening and trusting myself again, um, I started feeling so much better. And so now that I've kind of started trusting myself more with my body and listening to it, um, I'm finding that intermittent fasting right now in this part of my life, not say that this will be forever, that's been very helpful. You know, I've switched over to being a vegetarian. I'm not drinking alcohol anymore, and I'm feeling really grateful. But it's a reflection of the relationship I have with food and my body. So, um, so what is your relationship with food reflecting to you about your mindsets? Okay, something just to think about. 
Now, how in the world are we going to tie this into leading lucky, right? How does understanding food as a reflection of the mind help you to lead lucky? Well, any of these things we talk about on the podcast, it gives you a glimpse of yourself, but it also gives a glimpse of how people view themselves, right? When we see that very critical nature in other people, I mean, we can. I'll put money on it. They're much more critical of themselves. So if you see that perfectionistic um, mindset coming through in their behaviors, just imagine what's going on inside of them. You know, or maybe they're avoiding emotions. You know, using food to cope, and you see that. But maybe they've already stepped into this interdependent relationship and and recognizing, and feeling grateful. Um. And so these might just be different ways to learn about the people in your lives, but more so to learn about yourself. What is a food reflecting about your own relationships and the ways that you approach life and strategies? So in closing today, I always ask you the same question. What's one thing you will take away from the episode today, and what will you do with it? And as always, remember, living lucky is not living alone. Okay, connect with other people. It's really important. And if this episode helped you, share it with them. You know, we want to continue to grow together and really uh, just use this as a change movement across the country and across the world. That's the whole point of this. Living lucky is not living alone. We want to share that. So we're all living lucky and we actually create a better world with all of us. So, of course, we'd love to connect with you guys on any of the social media platforms. And as always, I really appreciate being with you guys today. And I look forward to discussing the next Hall of Mirrors uh, series as we look into how listening might be a reflection of your behaviors. All right. Have a great day, guys. 